Passion, drive, and patience. That's the formula for winning championships and is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. They have superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and much, much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, they've got it all ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber and not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins let's keep your ride or die alive today at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm scrolling through Twitter here. Ross said that he's going to do everything to push Suarez to a win. Yeah. Uh, watch out. <laughs> That's a dangerous pusher. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. What's up, guys? Welcome to Actions Detrimental New York, upstate New York pizza style. We hit the we hit the one by that for the ride home. We, I was, did, we didn't talk about it, though. Um... Yeah, it was it was very hard to find a good Dave's reviews pizza. Um, you know, we're me and Jared are trying to trying to hit these hot spots whenever we can, but uh, di- wasn't a whole lot of choices to choose from. Where'd this pizza come from? This was in Corning. Corning. Okay, which we were limited to our selections, right? It had to be within twenty miles of the airport, and okay. there's only a handful of ratings above seven point in that area. Well, this episode is presented to you by our new sponsor, Birch Gold. Get a free gold kit by texting Denny to 989898. Yeah, we uh we had a I think it was about a mid seven on the one by that. I think you're the only one who had it on the plane ride home. I didn't have a slice. What? I, I didn't have a slice. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> I don't know. Did it, it didn't look good, did it? Well, it's I just, thought it looked very. It was just okay. Yeah, I. It was just okay. I mean, it had decent flavor. Uh, it wasn't Dave's review. It wasn't a big spot. Um, it, we are kind of in the middle of nowhere, um, upstate New York. So, it, yeah, it was all right um, for sure. It makes me appreciate Zaza's in Chicago even more for sure, where we housed five pizzas. We have uh, one, two, three, four, five cameras in this room right now. Well, breaking news. We know I love to say breaking news. Netflix is in the room. Is that okay? We can say that? We can say it. I think we do whatever we want to. It's your podcast. Mm, good point. We'll see if NASCAR makes edits, edits later. <laughs> yeah, you can't afford to lose any more points. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right, so let's uh, let's hit up some off-track stuff. Austin Hill resigns with RCR. Um, I noticed when he announced it that the only tweet that popped up, you know, because I, I usually go the four do you, on 
on X, do you do the following or for me? I am too. Which drives me insane sometimes because I, I like the for me because it gives you the relevant news that you might miss, but it also shows me tweets from people I do not want to see. Mm. Well, it's because you've stopped on them. <laughs> yeah, I stop on them. Like, I don't want to see this. Why do I keep seeing this? As soon as you say their name, you, you see their name. You need to just really quick scroll up. Yeah. Get it. Get out of my algorithm. Yeah. Um, but this tweet, the one that you're talking about, is one that I wanted to see. So I'm glad I saw it. Oh, okay. So Austin Hill resigns with RCR. He says, next year we will definitely be Xfinity for sure. Going forward, that all depends. If things open up, let's just say RCR acquires a third charter or something like that, there's no telling what could happen. So it sounds like he's going to be in Xfinity uh, for a while. <laughs> I mean, I don't know uh, how else. I mean, you know, maybe they are uh, in in the you know looking for another charter or um, what have you. But one thing that popped up was Chris Rice saying, "Wait, what?" Um, and so it made me believe that like. Did Austin Hill have talks going on with Colleague about going to Cup with them? And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, Austin Hill announces he's staying at RCR without notifying <laughs> Colleague? I, I don't know. Um, but it seemed like the folks at Colleague were surprised by this announcement. Is that the tweet that you saw? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I saw that Austin Hill was resigning, thanks to Chris Rice's tweet. Right. But I didn't know. I had to do a little digging. I, I did not know why Chris why Rice had care. said that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I assume that there were probably talks ongoing, but I had not heard of anything prior to that tweet. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit in the rumor mill for sure that, uh, you know, they were going to make some changes over there and whatnot. But it's it certainly seemed like some of the parties were not notified before an announcement. Um, you know. RCR knows what's that what that's all about. <laughs> so um and then the other, I mean, you have it on here. I can't I I, I would love to avoid it. The the Hamlin contract talks. Um I mean, it's so difficult to explain what's going on without explaining what's going on. I mean, you, you really kind of it's unfortunate it kind of falls just on my shoulders here to kind of talk about it. But, you know, I think that there's several, there, basically there's several contracts that ended all in the same year. Mine driving contract with JGR ended. 23 alliances, 2311's alliance with JGR is also ending at the end of the year. 2311's manufacturer deal is up at the end of this year. So all three of those need, well, the other two need to get done before Denny Hamlin, the driver, and Joe, the owner, can have a signed agreement because um, I have to make sure while it's certainly, um, you know, it's easy to look into the short term and say, well, he's, Offer me good money again. Let's keep this thing going. I've got a great thing going. All that. Um, I think that I always have to look out for uh, the financial future of the race team. I mean, it's what I'm going to do 
well after uh, I'm done racing. Um, we have to get our alliance contract done with uh, with Joe Gibbs as well. That's another thing that has to get done. Um, but it's all pending on essentially, you know, 2311. If I didn't own a team, like I said in the media, if I didn't own a team, this deal would be done. I, me and Joe's contract is, we are done. We are done, but it cannot be signed until there's other factors that are played out. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I'm optimistic. He's optimistic, but, uh, we just, we just got to get it done. It's just, it's just too late in the season. I, I mean, Joe would never, I mean, maybe he's looking for, he would never let, you know, in the past, he was always a year and a half advance. You know, he wants to have his stuff done way, 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 way early. But we knew this time around was going to be a little different because of all the factors. And he knew that um, the, my race team needed to, you know, have its long-term deal settled as well. So I think that, uh, you know, we're happy with where we're at. We're, we're with Toyota. They've been a great partner of ours. I mentioned that they've, uh, they're responsible for 47 of the 50 cup wins. Um, you know, they helped us get this race team off the ground. Um, I've been very happy with Toyota and actually I just got myself a brand new Sequoia up there. TRD pro thing is sweet. Do you see it? I don't know if I saw it when I was pulling, when I was making the right it's onto your right this orange. I, well, let me finish the story. Damn. Okay. When I was making a right onto your road this morning, there was a bright orange Sequoia coming the other way. Someone else was driving it. Okay. So it didn't look like you in the driver's seat. Because someone else was driving okay, it. Okay. But that was the car. Yeah. So say, how many of those cars are in Cornelius? <laughs> Not very <laughs> Not. many. Uh, you you so want to yeah, get my license that. plate number while you're at it? How about uh, my address? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's move on from that. Well, wait. Real, before we move on, I just have one question. Do you think that because of all these factors in play, it, that's frustrating to JGR that they have to deal 100%. with? 100%. I mean, Joe knocked on my motorhome door twice before race day, just asking a few more questions here and there. And he's he wants to see it get done. He, you know, he doesn't want to get asked a billion questions in the media like he did with Kyle. Uh, again, I, I did the best I could to... Uh, explain to the media how this is much, much different than Kyle um, because of these factors that uh, I'm talking about. So um, I'm, I'm confident we can get something done. Um, we just, at 2311, we have to go through a, uh, a due process just to, just to make sure that uh, we're, we're making the right decisions for the long term. Is Coke Zero Sugar the best Coke ever? I know that's a bold question, but it's got that irresistible taste to back it up. Well, one thing's for sure, when you've got an irresistible match like zero sugar and zero calories, something sensational is bound to happen. It's like when me and my co-host Jared team up to make a podcast. It's too bad you can't taste with your ears because Coke Zero Sugar tastes so amazing, it's hard to put it into words. But hey, that's my job, at least on Mondays. You have to taste it for yourself. Coke Zero Sugar, the best Coke ever. Racing fans, hit the gas on nonstop action. Add DraftKings Sportsbook to your race day lineup and level up the thrill of every lap. Bet on your favorite drivers for a shot at taking home major cash. 
New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. If you want to find out what bets you should be looking at each week, check out Dirty Mo Dough. DraftKings has plenty of bets and the guys break down who the favorites are, group bets, matchups, and more. With props, parlays, and more, the action won't stop till the checkered flag drops. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DENNY. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DENNY. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21 and older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com backslash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash auto racing terms. Xfinity race. We had a eventful ending. It was eventful. Yep. Um, man, Xfinity, it's uh, it's such a crapshoot watching those races. I mean, it is and it isn't, but rarely does like the fastest car win in Xfinity because there's so many mistakes and someone turns somebody else. But um, I tell you what, I want to. I want to hear your point of view. I don't want you to play off of my point of view of what happened or what you saw, and then I'll I'll agree or rebut that. Okay, so let's start with with what happened first between Ty and Sam. Right? Mm-hmm. Are they going through the S's, S's there? That's right. And Ty, I don't know, swings out to the right, kind of pushes Sam into the wall. His crew chief comes over the radio. All right, I just want to hear. That's how you explain it. Ty pushes out and pushes him into the wall. That's how you're going to say it, right? Yeah, they made contact, and yeah, yeah. That's okay, what, I'm gonna stick with that. All right, continue. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, and then Sam's crew chief comes over the radio, says blah 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 blah, kind of alluding to that if you get an opportunity to get into it with Ty again, don't hold anything back. So then I hate that. So then we have a, a restart with uh, green white checkered, correct? And they go down into turn one, and fitting enough that Sam Mayer blows the corner, wheel hops into turn one, and just completely takes Ty out. Now, this I don't think was on purpose, but it is fitting that it's Sam and Ty. I don't think it would have mattered. I say it's not on purpose. I don't think it would have mattered who was leading the race. Sam completely missed the corner and is cleaning out whoever's leading. It just happened to be Ty. I'm not saying he wasn't getting in there aggressively, but I do think he just missed the corner, which is what he said in his post-race interview okay and so did you feel that this was an eye for an eye did you feel no i i no i i don't think sam clean tie out on purpose i think he just completely missed the corner slides in there right i never driven one of these cars but it look he has no control once he breaks too late or wheel hops in there right okay um that's fair it's a, it's a fair way to see it for sure. And I think that um, you might be using too much of people's words literally because I think that his antis- he was anticipating, I'm going to have to, I'm going to go get to him. And he had to overdrive the corner to get to him. Ty was already driving in plenty deep enough. He already had a gap. The only way Sam was going to wheel hop is he had to overdrive it to make sure he got to him. Okay, so that's our difference. He, that yes, he, I'm, you're I'm saying the same, you're but, saying the chicken came first. I'm saying the egg came first. 
and that is the egg or the chicken is the wheel hop. He's blaming it. Well, I wheel hopped until I just got. No, you wheel hop because you were trying to go in there and run into him. That's what happened. And I don't care what he says, but that's what happened. And I, I personally, I like Sam. Um, I sang his praises after uh, Road America about, um, man, he's trending in the right direction. He's doing, you know, he's doing a lot of foolish things early. He's cleaning it up. He's doing a good job. His road course finishes have been very, very good lately. Um, I think road course racing is a good indication of kind of where you're somewhat at on talent. I, I really do. I think that that's a pretty good indicator. Um, but I, I don't know. He, him or his team completely overreacted to what happened in, in the S's. Ty is in front in the S's, okay? It is hard to run side-by-side side in the S's. Now, people are going to call me a homer because I'm sticking up for Ty. They can f*** off because I am I will call it as straight as I can call it. It doesn't matter who's involved. Sam made the decision, I'm going to run side-by-side side with him in the S's, and I'm going to stick it, and I slowed it down. I watched many times. When they made contact... I felt as though Ty was pretty far up against the curb to the left. There was a lot of room to the right. Now, again, you can't be all the way to the right in the S's because there's a wall about to come out. But the rule of thumb in the S's is this. Whoever is ahead pretty much has the right of way. They have the ability to take the space that they need to make the corner. Now, they need to leave you a lane and all that stuff. But Mayer put it right on his right rear quarter panel. Ty is way up against the curb over on the left-hand side. And so Ty has to let his car switch directions eventually. And it just seems like, yes, they made contact there. Was it crazy? Agree- no, it was not egregious. Ty did not open up the wheel and just say, I'm... Sorry, buddy. I'm using your space. Sam made the decision to, hey, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna give up this spot here in the, in the S's. I'm gonna, even though you're ahead and I'm barely hanging on, you better give me full space. That's just not the way it works. Not the way it works. And so, um, I think then he got goaded by his his team, and I just think that that is. Not not good at all. I think the team, I understand it, uh, but no, I don't. I don't understand it. Let the drivers handle it. Um, they don't need to be getting involved, especially with a young guy. You don't need, I remember Chad Canals yelling at William, William Byron. In, under caution, in cup series for not taking care of somebody. And then William destroyed the front of his car, and, and it, I think it ended his race or something like that. It was bad. It was bad. It's just, you know, if you want to sit Sam down after the race and say, hey, man, he kind of used you up here. You need to just hold your ground next time. Like saying, hey, when you get back to him, you do it. That's just a bad example. Because the way he he did it was, was wrong. He didn't even attempt to make the corner. Um if there was nobody in front of Sam Mayer, he would have went off into the into the distance because he 
He overdrove the corner to get to Tyre. He did not wheel hop and cause him to get into the corner too deep. He drove in too deep because he wanted to hit Ty. I do love this rivalry, though. Yeah. I, um, my crew chief said, hey, did you just hear Ty's interview? I said, no, I got to go back and hear it. You know, as you know, I was out. Uh, I was in the Explore, state park. And, 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 and literally, I come across Jared, Mr. Outdoor Granola Boy. And he's, he's got his phone propped up at the canyon. And he's watching the green-white checkered of the Xfinity race. And I'm like, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And so I'm thinking the whole time, wow, has the roles reversed or what? Like, I'm not watching Xfinity, not even keeping up with it. And here's Jared is with his phone. He's watching a green-white checkered of Xfinity race. Yeah, with a beautiful waterfall in the background. Yeah, and then here comes Bubba. <laughs> Bubba's walking. Were y'all together? In you a, and the whole... No. Nico? So, so you, guys, you guys left to go hiking. Yeah. And then I left, like, I don't know, like a half hour after you to come meet you. Mm-hmm. And I guess when I got there, I went right, you went left. And then I ran into Bubba. So we all kind of met at that point at the same time. And I was the one who wanted to watch the end of the race. I initiated that. Your and Bubba's Instagram posts made it seem like you guys shot the same video. Like, And it, it popped up on my feed back to back too, where it was just like the same thing. I thought you guys were I, hanging out. I was in the middle. He had bad. Bubba was coming up the trail. There's bad service between those canyons, by the way. Yeah. I was in the middle of the trail watching the race. Denny was coming down the trail. Bubba was coming up the trail. And we all, it just so happened that we all met there and there were two laps to go. <laughs> yeah. One, one funny story from that trail is uh, Corey LaJoy's uh, kid was on his way down and, you know, the whole trail is done, but it's water all over it, right? There's puddles from, yeah. And this lady I was walking behind, all white pants. Oh no. He, he's <laughs> jumping from puddle to puddle, splash, got mud and all over her pants and she just turned around you know and and <laughs> Corey didn't know he thought i was because i was kind of laughing and looking down and then i saw him later at, at a mexican restaurant in the down downtown and he's like man sorry if he you got your shoes dirty i'm like oh no 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 I'm, I'm good <laughs> the lady that got mud all over it was it was hilarious that's our kids you can't being go kids, there in white man. pants though. oh i mean yeah that's her fault what an idiot, right? Yeah, exactly. for the weekend. So, where where do we leave off here? The we watched the you know we watched the Xfinity race. It's a shame Ty dominated it. Uh, Sam got the win, but you know you can't ignore his last three finishes. Uh, let's do give him credit where it's due. Uh, he's putting himself in the picture uh, on all these road course races and finishing one to one the last three. So. We're talking about the interview. We need to oh, mention, yeah, yeah, yeah. we need to mention the interview. Ty says in a roundabout way. I mean, he just makes a dig. It's very, it was very Denny Hamlin of him, for sure. He says, um, you know, we came into this thing together, and you know, we've raced together a long time, and you know, for, for, he's got a bunch of starts, and I know he was, you know, going for that second win, and I was really hoping to get my thirteenth, and like <laughs> just. Just a smart ass comment, you know. It was it was pretty good for Ty because you know he he kind of had those comments early on. He gets into it with Ryan Sieg at Vegas, and then from that point on, like uh, AI pretty much does all Ty's interviews. Like <laughs> you know, it's just 
yeah. there's you know the, you didn't see a whole lot of the personality come out but it came out again yeah and um, it came across it came across with confidence yeah so i applaud that i people know i love talking um i do it half the time by the way people just to rally you up i love it uh i love talking it doesn't matter if i'm competing with the guys on the basketball court playing golf whatever it is i love banter back and forth it's fun to me um so that wraps up the Xfinity. Um, let's go to Cup. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. First thing I got on here, road course qualifying ringer talking about you. Third pole on a road course this season. Uh, Only driver to have three poles on a road course in a single season, which, I mean... Take that for what it's worth, right? Up until what last year? Yeah, that's two it's a useless races. stat. Yeah, right. But it is funny because <laughs> you are the one who doesn't want to see any more road courses. But without yeah. any road courses, you have zero poles this year. Um, that's not true. I have four poles this year. What's the fourth? I don't know, like a Kansas or something. How can you say, "Oh, I have four poles this year"? And then because when I, I ask sign, you what the fourth I one sign is, the you backdrop don't every time, and there's one, two. Three, let's go, four. Let's go, let's go to the tape. Now you're saying I, I don't know? I'm you always s- right, Jared. Haven't we established this? Yeah, he has signed it four times. Oh, I don't know where the fourth one was. Okay. Anyway, so I know. I It's funny. After um, Right before the Chicago race, uh, I'm sitting there, and it's pouring rain. I'm pleading with NASCAR on, via, it was Twitter at the time, X, Hey, let's not do this. Or, you know, tracks flood. Let's just not make a silly decision. And then I, we were talking about my car and what we need and whatnot. And I was like, man, Chris, who had on their bingo card? I'd have two road course poles this year. Like nobody, right? Nobody at all. I mean, it, actually, I was a better racer than I was qualifier in um, road courses. But I've worked on it. I mean, I think the key, I mentioned it in, in post-race was that, or actually post-qualifying is that, you know, this is just part of the process of getting better is when you get better on road courses to find speed, it's the first step is putting it all together. Second is, can you run a fast lap once, you know, and then how can you put it together and run consecutive fast laps? And then can you do it during the course of an entire race? I haven't got to step four yet, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'm getting better. I really am. The, the The results that we had at Chicago and Sonoma are not indicative of how we ran. I mean, Sonoma, we dominated the first stage. Martin came up past us. I was still doing well. And it, the, the, the race got flipped on us and we lost track position. That's, damn, that's where I've got to get better. Like I got, did you notice, like I was right on William's ass and we caught lap traffic he got through there, and I'm just fiddle around trying to get around Andy Lally and Cole Custer. Couldn't do it. That tells you how hard it is to pass, though. 
We were two and a half miles ahead of these guys and couldn't pass them when we got back to them. Like, it was tough. But it's clearly where I need to work on next is um, in traffic. You know, when I've, when I've got clean track, I can do it. I, I really can, and I can run. I feel as competitive as anyone. It's when, you know, and I noticed it at the beginning of the race. McDowell, you know, he was on kill early. I had my guard down. I've got the lead. Hey, I know I'm going to control this thing and, until we f*** it up, right? And I think that when I say that, I'm, I'm just saying, like, until I miss a corner, I'm in control of this race. So he's on kill, and I'm working my way into it because, hey, I'm on race pressure. I need to just kind of feel this out. Where's my – it's the braking zone's the same. I can already tell the track is slicker than it was yesterday. The lap times were about a half second slower. Not everything's the same. I've got to adapt. But it takes me a minute to, to do it. And on lap three, he dives in there in turn one. We body slam a little bit. He kind of just shoves me up. And, I mean, as hard as it was to pass, I damn sure would have done the same thing too. Um, but he was ready and I wasn't. So it's just part of the process I said of getting better. And I feel really good about it because we're starting to run more consecutive good laps in a row, but I just got to work on the, the traffic aspect. That's the next step for me because if I lose track position, that's where it seems like I really start to struggle. Did you know that once you lost the lead, it was going to be a Over. pain ass to get it back? Yeah. Well, I never count my team out. You know, Chris Gabehart, Sam, Ryan, uh, guys at the war. I like they're really good with strategy and they find a way. Like, they'll they might have to put me out there on five lap older tires, but they they're creative and trying to get get my track position back for me. They 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 really helped me as far as that's concerned. So, I knew just as long as I kept them somewhat in front of me, we were we were gonna have a chance. I could leapfrog them on a pit stop something like that. And, and you saw the one pit stop, me and McDowell came out side by side, uh, but he got the penalty. Oh, that one, I was sweating bullets. As a driver, you know when you are close to the edge on pit road. I was running first, everyone ran first gear pit road. The habit of us is to shift to second gear. So I leave my pit box, and I shift, and I'm like, Oh, shit, I'm supposed to be in first. I downshift to first, and I see I'm full red, which means I'm way over the speed limit. And I immediately just jack the brakes because I'm like, wherever I'm at, hopefully I'm right in the middle of a timing zone, you know, and I'm not – haven't already crossed one. I, I'm, I'm, I'm knowing my crew chief is going to kill me. Kill me if I have a penalty here. Oh, I just – please don't say it. And And you know usually about – 15 seconds after you leave pit lane, if they don't call it by then, you're in the clear. And I pull out and I just, I don't even, I don't even remember going through the next few corners because I'm just waiting on Chris to key the mic. And so the first moment I hear a mic keyed, I'm, you don't understand my heart. It drops because I know that I've sped and he's just like, all right, you're going to be racing the five here. And I'm just like, Oh, Thank God. Oh, my God. Thank God. I must have just timed it perfect. I, I can't wait to see what that the speed was in that one zone. Can't, same but, can't be said for Michael McDowell, though. His heart did drop. Yeah. Yeah, they had multiple issues. Um, but, I mean, I think the 24 was the best because 
you know, the, the 34, even when he took the lead from us, he, you know, those two pulled away from me. And then I got my together and I ran them back down because the 34 was holding up the 24. And then I couldn't do anything with them. I was just kind of riding behind them. And then here comes Ty. He's back into the picture. So it just definitely a slower car could hold up lanes. And I, and I, when I rewatched the race, it looked like I was holding up lanes some at some points, like, but damn, I can't, there's no way I can give up positions. Um, I mean, I'm sure if I'm Ty Gibbs or Joe Gibbs or Heather Gibbs, they're like, oh, you, why don't you just let Ty go? I'm like, I've been trying to win a championship for 18 years. <laughs> In case you haven't noticed. And, I'm only 30 uh, points and, back. And I need points and, you know, and, and, and it matters. And so, um, yeah, you just, it's so hard to pass um, at that track. There's multiple factors is the reason why, um, you know, I have a, a theory beyond tires, even though tires is an equation of it with, because the tires don't fall off, right? It's, we're running the same, close to the same lap times throughout a run. They really don't drop off until the last 10 lap. Let's just say you, you can go, let's just pretend 40 laps on fuel. You can't, evidently. Ask Chase Elliott. Um, for the first 30, you're running. You can run within a couple tenths of your fastest lap time that that run. So what happens is drivers, and the reason you're not seeing cautions and any mistakes is that our braking markers never move. So our markers are our markers are our markers, and they don't change because the grip of the tire or whatever is the same through the whole run. So it used to be back when you could pass way more efficiently. We had more horsepower, more downforce, less tire grip, and you know, less tire width. Right. So it it made, you know, the difference between the beginning of the run and the end of the run could be two seconds. And so what has to happen is when it's two seconds difference is let's just pretend my marker is the five into the bus stop. I got to move it all the way back to the 650 at the end of the run. And what happens then is that you don't have a whole lot of tire grip at the end because you're starting to wear your tires out because the downforce is what's pushing down and wearing out the tires. And then when I do overdrive the corner slightly, I don't have the tire grip anymore to get off of it. To, to call me back down. And it just seems like the grip is just so consistent from lap one to lap 40 of a run. We don't make mistakes because we've just, we've, we've got so many reps at it. We're not blowing corners anymore. No one's missing. I mean, did we see anyone go off in the grass in the bus stop? Uh, Dennis Suarez. Okay. All right. That's okay. That's fair. I'll give it to you. He hit a curb. I'm saying, I don't think we've ever seen a race where someone did not miss the entry of the bus stop and hit the first patch of grass right there. Yeah. And we didn't see anyone just miss it completely right and take that over the, the bypass road. So that's it, it brings me to my point, which is there's just there's just so many reps at the same marks that we've got it down. And we know that the guy in front of you, in order to pass him, I must overtake him. I've got to get a good enough run off the corner to maintain with him. Good luck with that. He's got all the downforce. You don't because he's out front. And then I have to pull out and go 100 foot, at least 100 foot deeper in the corner. 
that's not possible because the guy in front of you has got the same mark you've got and he's not going to miss the corner. So it's just, we're not, we're, we can't even get close enough to make contact unless it comes on a restart. So, you know, that's my theory on it. It's just, you know, we've reduced the horsepower. We've added the width of the tire and we've reduced downforce, reducing of the downforce. And, and I, I talked to a few drivers about this, even on the short track package. I hate going back and forth because we do this a lot in NASCAR, but like, I'm not sure that this lower downforce short track package is better. I just, it's, if anything, it's reduced the amount of fall off because when you take downforce off, it doesn't wear out the tires as much. So we're working on it. NASCAR is working on it. The, the driver council is working on it, but certainly we want to, I mean, we want to put on the best product available. Um, you know, the other complaint was the, the length of the race. I mean, as a, how do you feel about it? Well, it was right in that two hour window that F1 always occupies. So in that respect, I think it was neat that you could compare to a race like that, right? Cause everyone's like, Oh, well we should, we can try to get these races under two and a half hours. F1 does it in two hours. What would that look like for a NASCAR race? And I mean, you got an example of that yesterday. I'm going to say it. breaking news. The length of the race is the same as it's been for forever. What you just missed out on is an hour of us running under caution. Okay. Yeah. But that means the race is, yeah, sure. The race is, is the same time, but the broadcast is shorter. Why do you care about the broadcast if we're not racing? That's part of it. When I sit down on the couch to watch the NASCAR Cup race at Watkins Glen, Surely how many you don't hours give a am fuck I about what Kyle Petty says? How, how long am I committing to to this TV show, to this show? And yesterday it was two hours. Where typically it it's was three. two hours of racing. I understand. If you like racing, you you saw two hours of racing. I mean, you're looking what at you it missed from a out very on is a bunch of commercials. And stuff like that. I mean, I, I, you know, you missed out on some caution laps. And yes, you missed out on a couple restarts, you know. So I get it. I, let's, let's not overreact. Let's take a breath. Um, I saw on social media, you know, kind of a, maybe a good happy medium of now, I, I think the, the stage caution thing, I hate to throw him under the bus on his final year, but um, this came from Kevin Harvick saying, we got to throw out, we have to throw out the cautions. No, you don't think it came from him? No, I, I'm not saying it didn't come from him. Okay, because it did. Yeah, no, I'm saying he I, got it I going in the media and then, the, and then, you know, um, then, you know, the people on social media took over and saying, well, he's right. He's, he's right. So what Kevin's saying is that, well, the re we got to get rid of the stage cautions because all the, all, everyone's strategy is the same now. Well, I can assure you they're all the same now because we're just going to run our car out of gas and run it from the back because we're not planning for many cautions anymore. I think a good happy medium and, um, would be, let, let's go back to, 
stage cautions, but you need to move the stages in a different spot where it will put you in a decision. Do you want to get stage points or do you want to get a win? Because it is so hard to pass. And not only will it do that, so you can put them at a... Can't you just be more... Um, can't you just throw a real caution more often? Like like for the Suarez spin. Can you just throw a caution for that? They could, but NASCAR, they get they keep getting thrown at them every week. That you're inconsistent. You know, you throw it for this, throw it for that. They've been pretty consistent over the years. If someone spins out at a road course in a corner, they don't throw cautions for that. So they're 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 being consistent. Well, then I guess yeah, you only have one choice. Add. But I mean, I mentioned before the race, me and Chris Gabehart were talking, and it was like they ain't gonna let it go green like they did last week. No way, Jose. They are going to. You see some tire smoke? Put it out. You Better said put it out. You said that? Yes. Well, you were wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. No question. Eric Amarola was sitting in the middle of the front stretch. No caution. I mean, I applaud them. I think I think they they ran that race in a very proper way. They did not try to twist any finishes. They didn't, you know, get put us in green white checkers just because they they ran the race proper. And so some people aren't going to like it because we're going to run in a train. It's very hard to pass. Uh, if you're looking for contact, it's only going to happen during restarts. But, you know, we saw at Coda, restarts got out of hand. Like, it, it that's not the show that you want. I mean, it may be, if, if you're into bumper cars, you're probably into that. But there's too much on the line. Regular season championship, bubble, uh, who's going to get into the playoffs. Um, way too much at stake for them to throw fam cautions. Gran Turismo, based on a true story, is a movie about a team of unlikely underdogs, a struggling working class gamer, a failed former race car driver, and an idealistic motorsports executive. Together, they risk it all to take on the most elite sport in the world. Directed by Neil Blomkamp, the movie features an incredible cast led by David Harbour alongside Orlando Bloom, Jaiman Hansu, Jerry Hollowell Horner, and Archie Medecki as Jan Martinborough. Some of the most famous racing competitions in the world are recreated through the use of actual Nissan GTs, drones, and practical effects. The racing sequences are so realistic that the real-life Jan Martinborough himself actually served as a stunt driver for the film. This is a movie that needs to be seen on the big screen. It's inspiring, thrilling, and an action-packed movie. Gran Turismo, based on a true story, is exclusively in movie theaters this Thursday. Get your tickets today, rated PG-13. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chase Elliott runs out of fuel. Alan Gustafson thought that once Chase went to the switch, he could pass him two more times before pitting. I'm going to have to water up for this one. All right. Time for inside baseball. I got that term from Chris Gabehart. This is his fourth mention of the uh, podcast. 
Chris, if you're tuning in, that's your last one. So, um, I had, I wanted to get educated on, I needed to know exactly what was said. So I went back and I, and I listened to the audio of the communication and it said, and he said, we're going to run about 10 laps. And, and again, I'm paraphrasing because I, this is not going to be exact word for word, but I'm going to get the, the points. We're going to run about 10 laps and then you're going to go to your switch. Your switch is switching from pump A to pump B, pump one or pump two. Um, so basically run this thing out of gas. The minute you hear it running out of gas or feel it running out of gas, go to your switch. And then I want you to come the third time by. Okay. Pass me twice to the following time. It's, it's hard not to throw someone under the bus here, except for the entire team. People want to pin this on Alan Gustafson. I, you can try, and he is he is he is the leader. He's responsible. But where's Chase Elliott in this? I mean, he's experienced enough. If Chris, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say. It. If Chris Gabehart said to me, "Flip your switch and then come third time by," I immediately would have said, "Um, are you? That's not right." I would have said, "That's not right." It's not third time. I can't go that far. I know I cannot go that far. That's just, that's elementary. Um, so they said it multiple times. And why was it not a red flag to anyone that was hearing it? They have a war room of people that listen to the communication as well. Where is where is the button where someone's saying, did he just say third time by? Can we roll that back? Because that's what they would do. They're recording all the audio. They'd roll. Hey, Alan, that's not that's not right. He needs to come next time. I just find it so extremely bizarre. Not Chase, not Alan, or not anyone that heard that communication multiple times did not raise their hand and say, are we sure our math is correct? Because it's, it's three, it's three times worse than it should be. Like it's, there's, there's no way you'd be lucky to go a lap. So it's, it's hard to not throw one person under the bus because you can't, it's everyone's fault. This was everyone. This was on everyone's fault. So, um, people want to, you know, pinpoint and think that it's one person's decision and they screwed up. There's plenty of safeguards in place at a team with that kind of resources where, you know, and I applaud Alan. He, he didn't want to talk. He was leaving the racetrack, you know, Dustin, some of those guys, I saw at the front stretch, and Bob Pockris is basically walking behind him. Alan refuses to stop. But he talks, and it's just like, listen, I'm not going to air out in the media what, what, how, how, how we messed this up. 
we know what our struggle was internally. We, we know what happened. We don't know. But today I'm part of the media, so I have to talk about it. I'm going to use all the facts that I've got in front of me to give my opinion of it. It could be total. I don't, I don't know the internal communications that they had that we didn't hear, right? But from my standpoint, I found it crazy to believe that not the driver or anyone was not surprised hearing that statement. There, there has to be some sort of trigger that this is not right. Can I try to make a third grade reference for this? Yes. How, how many miles is Watkins Glen? The, the track two and a half. Okay, so when you hit this, when you have to go to the switch at Daytona or Talladega, it might be enough to get you back around the track to pit. Correct. That's right. Those tracks are also two miles, but they're a highway it's track. Simple math. They're a highway track. I know. Watkins Glen is like. I, I think Steve Latart did a town great. You get less less gas mileage it, hitting the brakes. It, it's my point. You, you bring up a point now yeah. on super speedways. It's about wide open throttle. So right. to counter your argument there a little bit, you're wide open throttle all the way around the racetrack. So you use more gas at a super speedway. Right. But your Sequoia gas mileage is better on 77 than it is driving through town. Well, had you, did you look at the sticker? It's like 22 and like 20. Like there ain't much variance. That's it's very one, that's, efficient. That's in one the lap. City. That's two miles. That's one lap. <laughs> But, but every, I mean, I just don't under, I don't know any driver that doesn't know how much his reserve switch will get him. I mean, you know, if, if you hit it at Richmond, you never would because you're going to run, you're, you're going to pit for tires beforehand. If you can get two, two, three laps out of it at Richmond, that's probably good. I, I don't know. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but he needed to win anyway. I know we're making a big deal of it. He needed to win anyway. He probably wasn't going to win. Right. Needed a better qualifying effort on Saturday. Yeah, that's what it was. Position to win. No question. Which is why you saw him have the emotion that he did, you know, after, you know, uh, you heard the Aaron Carr uh, and he was just like, man, Alan, I, I screwed up every corner I possibly could. By the way, he still qualified 11th. I mean, it tells you how good he is on the road courses. Um, but it's been a frustrating year. I, I get it, but they still got another shot. And and I can assure you, every Hendrick Carr, you know, short of maybe Alex Bowman, I mean, they're they're gonna they're gonna try to get they're gonna be pushing Chase and and Alex. So Kyle Larson, Austin Dillon, you have a little backstory on this. Yeah, I mean, I. I watched the the race back, and you know those that didn't see Kyle Larson. I thought he had probably one of the best cars. Um, he ran us down, but then kind of got stalled behind us, just like Ty did, just like everyone else that was behind us, <laughs> pretty much. Um, he was fast, and then he had a pit road penalty, and he was, you know, I, I've noticed Kyle gets ruffled really, really easily. Like when he gets hard on himself, like, man, he made a mistake or whatever. He, he knows he had a shot to win and like, he's, he's just hard on himself. Right. So then he gets in the back and I, you know, I could just imagine I've been back there with him before when we both had penalties and like, he drives like a, a madman. Like he's just, 
you know, it's just he's just wired differently in that sense. He'll 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 put it in places where I'm like, eh, okay. And so um, I uh, I I saw the the contact first from Austin Dillon, and I I look at it and I'm like, damn, AD, you missed the corner by a mile, like but it looked intentional. Like if you see you're going to miss the corner, you would just draw, you would go to the left. That that way you wouldn't run directly into the back of them. So I'm like, well, it's intentional. And he came from a long way back. He was, he was pretty pissed about something. So I asked AD what it was about because I told him, you know, Hey, I'm going to have to comment on this. And so, you know, tell me, what did I not see? What did TV not show? He said, well, when we were back there, <clears throat> you know, Kyle was, he said, nobody was passing anyone. He's like, I, I was running behind the same damn cars the whole race. You know, I get it. Everyone's frustrated because you think you're faster than the car in front of you. You can't pass them. Everyone's just frustrated. But at this point of the race, the race is over. You're not, you're not winning. You're not contending for really even a top 15, right? You got to just get to the checkered. And Kyle was trying to make up spots. Now, I looked. Let's see. Where is he? Um... Yeah, that counters that a little bit. I was going to say that, you know, Larson's kind of probably wanting to get more, you know, he's still points racing because I know that, you know, like that 6th, 7th through 12th is really tight in points, but he's got a 20-point gap there. I, who knows the motivation, right? I mean, he's going to want to try to get the best finish he possibly can no matter what race. He's just, he's that kind of competitor. But in the end, you have to like... I. You know, you don't have to. You can do whatever you want, but it's it's kind of race management. Well, we fucked this up. You can't pass. No one's passing. So, like, I need to just take whatever opportunities come come to me to gain some cheap spots here at the end. Um, and so, AD said that he jammed it in on him in the bus stop really late one time uh, because AD was being held up by somebody else, and. Austin says, had I not like just completely screwed myself to give him room for that crazy dive bomb, like we would have both been wrecked. And we, and, and he said to me that, um, you know, Kyle apologized for, for that move. He's like, yeah, it was, it was late and, you know, understand. So then I guess what happened was AD says he didn't get out of the bus stop well and Kyle was right on him on the entry. I believe it was, and he kind of knocked them up the racetrack. So he moved them up the racetrack um, and then got around them and passed them. And so um, AD was pissed off about it because, hey, he had he'd already put me in a compromising position. And then, you know, at the first chance he got, he, he knocked me out of the way. Um, and so that's what you didn't see before Austin Dillon went into turn six and shoved Kyle out of the way. So far, I don't think anything anything was wrong on anyone's part. I think that this is this was fair. It probably should have ended at that. Um, Kyle acknowledged that, listen, I wasn't trying to wreck us in the final corner. I was trying to use leverage. I think I, we may have mentioned leverage here on this podcast before on the inside car. And so I think he was willing to live with whatever result came from driving in deep into the final corner. If it was running into the side of three, he was going to be okay with that result. 
Um, he's certainly – there's no way that Kyle Larson says, I'm going to come in here and spin Rick, uh, or spin out Austin Dillon. He knew Austin was upset about something, right? He, he knew that he was just trying to you know, probably door slam him a little bit, and then they battled it out to the checker flag. But they both spun, lost positions, and then it just fueled Austin's fire even more. So I think that um, was Austin Dillon in the wrong? No, I can't find any place where Austin Dillon's in the wrong. Was Kyle Larson in the wrong? No, not really. He had a fast car. He, yes, he probably put Austin in a bad spot. Then he knocked him out of the way as soon as he could. He's just trying to gain one or two spots here at the end. Now, it's for 19th. Is it really worth it? Mm. Probably not. You know, AD needs needs to win next week. Uh, Kyle's going to be in the playoffs. I don't know. That's it, Everyone makes their own decisions, and it's fine. But Kyle, you would think, because Kyle would do it to him, if, AD, if the roles are reversed, AD did the same thing, then knock Kyle out of the way, Absolutely, Kyle's going into turn six on the final lap. When he got back to him, he was going. Kyle would have done the same thing. Zero question about that whatsoever. I think, which was I think fine. Both of them, they were fine. They were just in a little shoving match. I think it's just Kyle went in there a little too deep, unintentionally, and spun both of them out. So, well, Austin Dillon needing to win next week is a good segue to. What we're about to talk about, which is Daytona start the season. I notice when we talk about Kyle, you really get quiet. I mean, you don't have just, any opinion of this, huh? I'm just letting you say what you need to say. Okay, get it, get it out there. Well, I just I want to be fair to everyone, and I, I I deem this just kind of a racing incident that ended up crappy for both. Yeah, I mean the racing for 19th. It, it is what it is. Yep. Right. Daytona. Hold on. Okay. I was gonna move segue that into. Okay. You're about to talk about Bubba. Yeah. Yeah. Bubba had a good day. There was a, not a first-time winner, so Bubba is still alive in this, in this playoff Staying race. Staying alive. He's one of the big guys on the bubble this week in Daytona. He can win and lock himself in, or he can race well, stay above the, the cut line, and hope for uh, someone who has already won to, to win this race. Yeah, I mean, I think that... Um selfishly we would like for him to gain 30 points on the nine <laughs> as the team owner but i'm rooting for bubba I, I want him to run whatever race he needs to run to get himself in the playoffs i think he deserves it i think he's been working really hard you saw the emotion that he had after Watkins Glen. <clears throat> that emotion stems from someone that's working really really hard and he's finally seeing results and you know what he ran 12th. He finished 12th. But you know what? He ran in the top 10 of both stages. Legitimately. Legitimately. It's been a long damn time. Maybe never has that been the case for Bubba on a road course. So I want to give him props and applaud him, pat him on the back. When I leave here and go to the 2311 meeting, I'm going to do those same things because I'm proud of him. Um, I'm proud of the work that he's putting in. We had quite a bit of talk and dialogue um the night before the race talking about little things that we see he's more open to being you know showing humility and 
wanting to get better. Like he's not being defensive. And and that's something that I think that early on in his career, you know, when we first started working with him, I, I noticed a little bit of a trade of is that, you know, when things didn't go right, it was like, well, where, where can we point the finger? Like it's surely someone's fault for this, that, and the other. He's, he's put, he's put this team on his shoulders and he is just, he's grown up. He's being a man. Um, he's, you know, he got married him and Amanda. I think that that was a good thing for him. Like he's just, I'm really proud of the man he's becoming the competitor. He's becoming the leader. He's becoming, um, listen, we're, we, we still as a race team, let him down at times. We do. We, 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 we're going to go through that. We're in the growing pains of trying to build a championship contending organization. I, I promised it in year five. We're, we're, we're year two and three quarter right now. He's, he's, he's a, a great driver and he's continuing to get better. He's a restart monster. He's, he's, he's putting races together. He's managing them. He's getting, you know, this was, I think, the first road course where he can honestly say, I gave it all I had every lap. I didn't give up. I faced adversity. We lost a little track position. I battled it back. I got the most out of my car that I could today. And that's all we can ask. Now, I think that, you know, we as an organization needed to be better this weekend. For him to have his by far best road course performance from beginning to end in a weekend where Reddick frankly struggled. That tells me we got to get our stuff better at Watkins Glen. So the Gibbs cars were fast. Uh, we got plenty to look at there, but um, I think that uh, he deserves it. I hope he gets in. Um, you know, I'm in a very difficult position when you look at the bubble um, on, on what what I do, but. You know, I love the Gibbs family. The Gibbs family has been, uh, you know, let's just say this comes down to points. But so Bubba's confident. He's fantastic on super speedways. Absolutely. He's won on a super speedway. He's always in contention at Daytona. If you're Bubba this week and you have a 30 point advantage on the cut line, how, how do you race this race? Do you hang out the back? Are you as aggressive as possible? You pin your car to Ty Gibbs's back bumper. No matter where he or is. Or front bumper, whatever it might be. No matter where he is. No matter. Doesn't matter. If he's running last, you need to be second to last. He can't make up 30 points, and if he, and if he gets in a wreck, you're in the wreck. He can't gain on you if you're, if you're right together. Kyle Larson did that to me Uh a few years ago in the regular season championship, this is after Briscoe spun us and then Kyle took over the lead and, and I, I needed to make up points on him. That guy was my biggest drafting partner the entire Daytona. I was like, I'm trying to shake him because I'm like, I, I've, I need to put him in a spot where only I can fit into this hole and he can't. And that little shit just pinned his car to my car all day long and I couldn't, I couldn't gain on him. If I finished sixth in the stage, he was seventh. Like, he was my biggest drafting partner the entire race. So you're in. You're coming down. You got one lap to go at Daytona. You're running behind Ty and Bubba. Let's say Bubba's leading. Ty's in second. It could be either or, though. Going through turn three and four, either of those cars decides to pull out. 
to pass the other to win the race and you're in third which car are you staying behind the 23 are you saying that because you're the owner of the 23 or why, why are you saying that well i own the car for one okay i mean that's the biggest factor i mean i i get it it's by the letter of the law i probably should be pushing ty ty's got plenty of years I'm just, I mean, he's 20 years old. He's going to be in the sport for 20 plus years and he's going to win championships. Um, I'm financially invested in the 23. Um, I think Bubba has paid his dues uh, and he's a deserving playoff driver. I, I saw it last year when he, when he drove the 45 car um, to a top 10 in points. I just think he's, He's, he's ready, and he deserves a shot at it. I, this is not saying Ty does not. Ty has put together a rookie season that needs to be mentioned more. He's he's above the curve I thought he was going to be. I'm really impressed with Ty Gibbs. I mean, he was eating up my back bumper all day yesterday. Um, but if, if JGR or anyone at JGR has a problem with me pushing Bubba, we, we got to have a talk. <laughs> you know, 2311's a, a big partner at Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, I think that they know where my allegiance would lie on this one. You're racing Martin Truex for the regular season championship. It's a long shot. You're back. Still quite a few mm -hmm. points. Uh, how are you going into this one? What's your strategy? I mean, we gained, we gained on them. <laughs> You know, I we gained 21 points on the 19 at a road course. This is a good weekend for us. Really was. I hate I didn't control the beginning of the race because I at least wanted to leave there with a stage win for one more playoff point. Um, I mean, listen, had I run my normal finishing position at a road course, William would be breathing down my neck now for second in the regular season. But I just... Kept him in tow the whole race. And so I just, I'm really, really happy with the weekend. Can we get the 19? Yeah, we can. What, what, what would need to happen for that to happen? So we need to go out there and we have no reason whatsoever but to be on keel the whole time. Just, we, we're, we're, we're going to try to get as many stage points as we possibly can. Now, again, everyone is. Super Speedway racing is different than it used to be. We've talked about this a billion times. Everyone's going to try to go right from lap one. Um, I do think that this is going to be a just an absolute crash fest. I think that the pushes are going to get too extreme. Anybody know the weather? Travis, check the weather for me at Daytona. This will tell me a lot about a few things. Um, I just think that it always is a crash fest. When you see the checkered flag fall at the uh, summer Daytona race, there's very few cars in the picture. Um I, I need to get stage points, and I need Martin to probably get caught up in a wreck. That's, I mean, if I get stage points, I only need to beat him by about, uh, he needs to get in a wreck. Yeah. I mean, I don't wish, I mean, they, they're deserving. Let's, let's be honest. You know, the 19 team is very deserving. Uh, I like James a lot and Martin a lot. I respect them both a ton. Um, they're deserving. And I know that's something that they worked for and, they really got hot there in the middle of the summer. 
we uh, were now getting hot, you know, leading into the playoffs. Uh, but you know, you can't deny that they, you know, when they win, they dominate, and you know, I think this would have been much, much more compelling had this well, podcast not cost you, me twenty five points earlier. Are you year. regretting that now? It's easy to look back on it now, right? But I mean, in the moment, did yeah, you think I mean, that all actions have consequences, right? I made decision to go into Phoenix, you know, go into that restart and run Ross up the racetrack. I made that choice. And, and by making that choice, I not only cost myself 15 points on the finish of the race, but then another 25 post race. That's the lead right there. So. Um, but there, everyone has that story. Everyone has, other than the point, you know, the, the, the points penalty, which is bullshit still. Um, everyone has races that, that got away from them. And so, um, you can't go back now and we're still in a better, uh, playoff point position than what we were last year by far. So I believe the way we're running right now, we're, we're primed for a deep run. Travis, what's what's the weather? What were you looking at? Uh, it's looking partly cloudy, high eighties. Okay, right now, high eighties. Yeah, on Saturday night. So, how does that lead to a crash fest? Okay, so the slicker the racetrack, the the racetrack at Daytona is significantly slicker in the summer race than it is. Is the race Saturday or Sunday night? Saturday. Saturday. Night. Saturday. Sunny and ninety, not partly cloudy. Okay, sunny and ninety. Okay, so the track's gonna be hot. For most of the race, even though it's a night race, it's still it carry that heat carries in it. So what's going to happen is the push drafts. People are going to continue to be pushing harder and harder. They're going to be fifth in their line. We're going to be running two by two, and the people fifth and sixth in line who feel like they need to go somewhere, they they, they can't win the race from there. Not in lap one. Not at lap 199. Whatever the hell maybe 160 like you can't win from there so they're going to keep pushing their line until their the wrecks happen and then they hope to make it through but so, also this is the last chance for everyone everyone, everyone to else. get everyone else to get right. into the playoffs so that's what i'm saying if they're if they're the guys fifth or sixth in line the only way to make a move because it you know these lanes because these cars have so much drag they just go back and forth top lane it's literally Interstate 77 traffic. It's just which lane's going to go. They neither one of them go. They just we just run two by two. So it, the urgency is going to come from back in the pack, or it's going to come from third place trying to push first place past and let them clear so they can switch lanes. It's it's going to be a lot of wrecks, and so got to survive. If you're Truex racing you for the regular season championship, well, first of all, let's talk. Let's mention that you win the regular season championship you get 15 mm -hmm. bonus playoff points. How significant is that in the grand scheme of things when trying to win the, the full yeah, championship? It, it matters for sure. We, you know, there's not been very many point layups when it comes to making the final four. So it's, you know, I think that our prediction that we made maybe was about 10 weeks ago on who's going to make the final four. I, I think those are, that's, they're pretty much the strongest cars for right now. So I think, um, we'll talk about next week, kind of our, we'll do a mock bracket of who we think's going where, but I think that Truex and William Byron have got really good playoff points that they just need to not make mistakes. And then 
you know, if they can win in the second to last round, obviously they're going to go to the final four. But if not, they, we always at least have one car make it in on points, and they're in the they're the two guys in the in the best spot to uh, to do that, and then we would be next in line and third. So I was about to ask is if if you're Truex and you're racing you for the regular season championship. How do you manage this race? Do you I, just avoid yeah, I mean, crashing not, at all costs? Yes. He he would just hang out at the back. Yeah. Pressure's you know, on you to to make up those points. Yeah, and, and even still, if he doesn't crash, he's still it doesn't matter if we win both stages and he collects zero. I'm still, you know, it, what, what, how far am I behind? Thirty nine? Yeah. yeah. So then roughly. then I would still have to win the race also yeah. and him finish like fifteenth or worse. So he just needs to not crash. Yeah, and you have to mm-hmm. get stage points. Mm-hmm. Or he can just race it out and run right next to me. And wherever I run, he runs. Uh, he, you know, Ty is going to want as many pushers as he can get. And if Martin's in the back, that's not helping Ty because he's going to try to outpoint Bubba, I would think. Is there anyone in this race that you could look at that has momentum? No, it doesn't matter. But let, let me just tell you, I'm going to go on the record right now. I see someone like Chase Briscoe winning. Out of the blue, just I, all, from nowhere, bam, Chase Briscoe comes in, wins. And that's worst case scenario for you. Uh, it's, so it wouldn't sucks. you said that you wanted Bubba just to stay with Ty. Because you have these other drivers, shouldn't Bubba be kind of looking at, at the other drivers and be worrying about potentially competing for to win Daniel Suarez guys like that like because if someone else wins it doesn't matter if he's in front of tie yeah but okay so if someone wins a super speedway race it's because of what they did you're, you're not going to prevent someone else from winning now he can be part of the story if Bubba is up front he can dictate so Say there is a line up top. Let's just be hypothetical. A line up top, and there's someone that's already in the playoffs leading that line. And he is behind someone that if they win, they get in the playoffs. Well, I can show you what Bubba's doing. He ain't pushing that guy. So when it comes down to the end, <laughs> Bubba's checking up. Sorry, buddy. I, I'm out. Here, someone else take over pushing. Like, and that would kill the line and the and and the other guy would win. So you can you can manipulate your line by just not pushing. It, it, I'm assuming that's pretty easy for that to be on Bubba's mind, right? He's going to be thinking that the whole race that, hey, so-and-so is leading. He hasn't won a race yet this year. If he wins, I'm out of the playoffs. Or is that something that Freddie is going to have to provide him as a spotter? Do you he think? knows. He knows. Yeah, he'll, he'll know all that for sure. Listen, I know we can try to break this down a million different ways. You got to just execute the best race you can constantly keep yourself updated of the points i i get it i've been in this position before in cutoff races where i've had a about a 30 point lead going over into the cut line over the next round of the playoffs and it's like you're always nervous right we're gonna get a new winner how am i doing on points you know but just get the best finish that you possibly can if Bubba doesn't, if Bubba does not get caught in a crash, I don't care what Ty Gibbs does, short of winning the race, he he won't make up the thirty points because there's not going to be that car many cars left at the end. Do you like 
ending the regular season at Daytona, mm-hmm. having this situation. Yeah, I think it's the one of the best schedule changes that our series has made is putting Daytona's. The I mean, and why? Because of what if the, it was a Watkins the wild card? What a barn burner! I mean, because of yeah, because of the wild card. Like yeah, I talked about in the media. This is as a race team, you always have to budget on one more winner coming in that very final race in Daytona. Um, I mean, you, you heard Kevin Harvick and Brad Kozlowski. Yeah, we're starting to sweat b- bullets a little bit, like a little bit. AJ Allmendinger was really fast in practice. He's going to be a contender to win Watkins Glen. Then, oh, shit, we can't afford a new winner at Daytona. One of us is out. So it you do. You have to budget, which is why you need to run yourself up further in points throughout the regular season. You can't, man, when you're on that bubble, it seems like, you know, we're, we're, we have far less winners than what we did last year, but still you need to be in the top 12 in points to really kind of feel good, except for if you were Martin Truex last year and you know, second or third in points and then didn't make it cause all the winners. Right. So what do you, you're, you're head to your 2311 competition meeting after this. What are you going to tell that 23 team? Um, I don't know. I just want to hear kind of what they're thinking strategy wise and, um, you know, try to give any input that I possibly can and be as supportive as I can. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, listen, either way, uh, it'll be good for, for Toyota. If one of the two, you know, whether it's, it's, there's no really anyone else that can make it catch him in points, right? No ties blow. Suarez, but he, he needs a monster day. Right. If, yeah, if Ty's not going to catch him, then right. Suarez isn't going to catch him. Suarez is 43 back. Yeah. So that's how many less how, likely, how, even more. So it's just how many, know. how many points can you accumulate in a single race? What is the 60? most? 60. So 10 for 10, 10, 40. Okay. So what's the breakdown on the 40? 40 when, for first, 35 for second, and then it okay, goes down five. one. Got it. The rest of the way. So it's that's why you kind of, hey, you know, if on the Truex, if I could gain twenty during, the, I'm still down nineteen. So that's why I took off the four or five. Right, so it's about fourteenth or so. Um, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. It's going to be an exciting weekend in Daytona. Looking forward to it. Um, one of the best facilities we have on our circuit. Uh, one of the best races that you'll see all season is going to happen this weekend. So make sure you all tune in. Raw, I'm just scrolling through Twitter here. Ross said that he's gonna do everything to push Suarez to a win. Yeah, uh, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dangerous pusher. Um, but no, I, I think you're gonna see a lot of that. You're gonna see a lot of locked in teammates pushing the others. I, that, Is that I just think that the wrecks are gonna come from the person pushing? I mean, we know Team Chevy is always Team Chevy. I mean, they're Team Chevy till they die. I guess they're just pushing any Chevy to a victory, right? It doesn't really matter. Sure. But, I mean, you think Team Chevy prefers Suarez that's or what I'm, that's Chase kind of what I'm or getting at. Bowman or mm. – Teammates are always fun. To, I, I wish – again, I'm with Dale Jr. on this. I, I just wish that we didn't start these team alliances and – it was so much easier when you just were able to be selfish. I mean, you know, it's a lot of the two by two racing you see is because we're everyone's pinned to, well, I have, I'm behind the same manufacturer. Got to push them. 
Like it's just it's really kind of hurt the racing a little bit as well. Yeah, I was but I still think it's going to be freaking crazy this weekend. I agree. This, I mean, this is the beauty of ending on Daytona is that yeah. you don't know what you're going to get, except you know you're going to get crazy. Yep. Before we sign off, we got a review from Bill's Mafia at 93. This guy sounds fun. Um, <laughs> thank you, Denny and Jared, for great insight every week. I'm a diehard Logano fan, and even though you both have had your share of run-ins, I'm guessing he's talking about you and Joey, not me and you. <laughs> Over the years, this show has given me a newfound respect for you and what you're doing for the sport. Awesome. Well, thank you, Bills Mafia 93. You know, I wouldn't be too personal. I pretty much got into it with everyone at this point in the field. Um, Logano, I, I got a huge amount of respect for him. And uh, I've actually remember talked about earlier in the year. He maybe should be on the rush Mount Rushmore by the time his career is over as many wins as he's going to have. So, um, thank you for tuning in. We hear it every week. Thank y'all when you were at the racetrack. Uh, I mean, most, I'd say most of the comments I got is, is talking about the podcast, not good luck today or, or whatever. So I saw one fan had a, a nice t-shirt for you that he was wearing. It was, it was very, very nice. Denny Hamlin sucks. Yeah. I think you should sell that on there your website. There was a better Denny. one on the backstretch that said F blank blank K Denny Hamlin. I saw that one. So um, he made sure he was like, Denny, Denny. You know, make t- they, they fake you out, make you think that, hey, look at me. I'm a fan. F- you. <laughs> I you. Lo- I was the most interactive with the fans during the ride-alongs this week. Um, I'll try to do that a little bit more because you, you should, guys are and, awesome. I mean, I, I like we're gonna love give it you or a, hate it. Like I, I, I really appreciate the the passion because it's so funny to see and um, right, you know I I see more eleven gear around the racetrack than I've ever seen. So thanks. We're gonna give you a camera now. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, we can do, we need to do it on a track that's uh, Daytona would be pretty good, but where where it's close, close Ooh. confines. Is there a ride? Is there ride rounds at Martinsville? <laughs> Bristol be good yeah, too. There, there is. So anyone listen to this? For the next ten races, one of the races, Denny will have a well, camera. Let, hey, let's not get disrespectful, though. Let's. Well, well no, no, no. Keep Just it, saying, make noise. It. Make noise. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I didn't I, say we well, appreciate yeah. the noise. We appreciate the cheers, especially. And um, yeah, let's have a good week this week. Let's get that twenty-three car in there. And let's go race for a championship. Don't forget, rate, review, follow at Dirty Mo Media, uh, at Denny Hamlin, and at Jared Allen. And also, don't forget, subscribe on YouTube. This show, the clips are on YouTube uh, daily, and then the full show on video is put on YouTube come Friday. So if you missed the audio version, check out the video version, and don't don't forget to subscribe while you're there. Awesome. Well, see you guys next week. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.